McMaster University has over 210,000 alumni living in 140 countries around the world, and they are some of the most amazing people you would ever want to meet. Unconventional will introduce you to some of our alumni who are working to make our world a brighter place in their own unique way. Join me, Karen McQuig, Alumni Director at MAC, as we meet alumni in the arts, cutting edge entrepreneurs, alumni leading the way in health, technology, education, and more, as we learn the moments that their path from MAC became unconventional. I'm thrilled to welcome our guest, Leslie Ann Blakely, a 2012 Life Sciences and a 2014 MBA in Health Services Management to Unconventional. For almost her entire university career, Leslie Ann was set on landing and building a career in healthcare. Whatever the healthcare profession, you name it, she thought about it. But that is not exactly how things have shaken out for her as she currently works as client experience operations for WellSimple. Leslie Ann talks about her life and gives the advice that it might take you a bit to figure out what your career North Star is, but often that is the fun and exciting part. No matter where your path takes you, you'll learn more about yourself and what you're doing. Welcome to Unconventional, Leslie Ann. Well, thank you, Leslie Ann, for joining me on our Unconventional podcast. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, thank you for having me, Karen. I'm excited to, to be here and talking to you. All right, so let's start off with a little bit of an unusual way to find a job, Twitter and you. So one day after you're finished school, if my understanding is correct, you're, you're not sure what you're going to be doing, you, what's the next step for you, and you're flipping through Twitter, as we all do, and you came across a small health tech startup called Shift Health. So why don't you tell us about that? Like, okay, so Twitter found you your first real career after McMaster and, and, and what did you do and, and uh, what caught your eye of that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it is kind of funny to think that uh, social media, which we use so much today uh, was the, one of the reasons why I, where I ended up after I graduated at Mac. And I think, you know, when I was looking to, to figure out my career and what am I going to do when I'm done, uh, I was at the Duke School of Business doing the MBA program at the time. Uh, like many of myself and my, my peers, we were all trying to figure out what that first job was going to be. And, and I had actually been looking at um, some of the bigger, larger companies and one of them being TELUS uh, and like TELUS Health specifically. And so I had been following them on Twitter, seeing what the conversations were that they were happening and like just just being curious and noticed that they had been talking to this um, Twitter handle called like Shift Health at the time. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? I've never heard of it. And I started following them on Twitter and, and LinkedIn and, and all, and, um, and then reached out and asked if I could have a coffee. And we had a coffee chat, uh, myself and, and the, one of the co-founders and really hit it off. And, you know, they were doing something really cool in, in healthcare and just a, uh, early stage startup company. And I think there were four people at the time. Um, and, and yeah, it kind of went from there. It was very casual and very organic. And I think just the general curiosity and, and um, seeing what's out there really led to some good conversations and eventually a job. So oftentimes when we hear about startups and entrepreneurs and stuff, it's got that sort of sexy vibe, you know, like, oh, I really want to do that. So what, what was it like working for a startup that only had 
for other people working there? And, and, you know, like, what did you have to learn about yourself and what were you not prepared for or surprised you when you actually started to work in uh, one of those companies? Yeah. Um, I would say that like working at a company of that size, where once I joined, there was about five of us, we, you know, getting comfortable working in one room together. Um, you know, it was a small, pretty small office space, you know, as a startup, like you don't really have enough money and, and this, like, you don't have a lot of money or this one primarily was actually bootstrapped. So there was no outside investment at, at the time. Um, and so we were pretty lean. Uh, we used, you know, I used my own personal computer for a long time. Um, and we, you know, getting comfortable talking, you know, I was in more of a, a business development type of role. So being on the phone and, and engaging with, you know, the things that were part of my job, but knowing that, you know, my, one of the developers and our, uh, like UX or UI, uh, like the designer was, we were all just together. Um, so that was something that took me a bit to get used to, cause that was a little unconventional <laughs> for, for me and what I'd been exposed to in, in previous work spaces. Um, and I'd also say that, you know, getting insight into other roles and what other people were doing. And, and you kind of, because you're such a small team, you spend a lot of time working cross-functionally and, and having to, to learn new things like really quickly without really having a guidebook or any sort of formal training or um, any, any sort of documentation even to, to read up on and, and learn the thing. You kind of have to just roll your sleeves up and, and jump in and, and kind of figure it out as you go. And for me, as someone who had been, um, you know, coming out of business school, uh, that and also from a science background, so very like process, like methodical, like there's a right and there's a wrong, or like you know there's a way to do things. You kind of had to, for me personally, I had to throw that out the window for a bit and just kind of roll with the punches. And that was um, that was probably a, a, the biggest shock for me, but then also the thing I ended up loving the most and why I've stayed in kind of that industry and, and that space for so long. So you stayed, worked there for a while. What was your next step after that? Yeah. So my next step after uh, Shift Health, which is now called Ticket, um, I went and joined another uh, very early stage uh, health tech startup um, that was in a, a different part of healthcare. So this startup was focused more on, on community care and um, providing you know, therapy and, and nursing and personal support services to patients that were in the community rather than uh, hospital care. Um, and so healthcare has always been a space that I've been super fascinated by and, and always wanted to be involved in, in some capacity. And so this company caught my attention a lot because of the people that had started the, the company. And, and that is something I quickly learned to really appreciate, like who's leading this, you know, emerging business and, and trying to make waves in an industry that's, you know, can be challenging to make waves into because of uh, like some of the restrictions and, and all the different things. Um, and so, yeah, I joined them, I think employee number 12 um, at the time in a role that I also had no experience in. So it was kind of that similar, <laughs> similar thing. You kind of jump in and you figure it out as you go. Um, did my interviews in a coffee shop again, seems to be a trend. <laughs> Didn't have like really an office space start. Like they just secured like an office space in Toronto um, at the time. And so, you know, there was, we were all working at a table, uh, like one like folding, you know, plastic table. There was four of us, that was our desk. <laughs> 
So, so yeah. So you go from like, you know, okay, employee number five to employee number 12. And then eventually you take a, a big step in working with one of, um, you know, Silicon Valley's uh, darlings. You worked for Slack. And when I read that, I'm like, that is so cool. Cause I just, I love Slack. Um, but so what was that like? So you're going from like really small and health and then you're going to Slack, which is huge and has become huge and so much more important during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, and, and working in that um, startup uh, space for so long and companies, you know, we don't have the, that much money. And so Slack was actually our primary internal communication at that point too, in like 2014, 2015, all the way up to 2017. And so I'd always seem similar to what you're saying. Like I always loved the product. I thought it was so interesting. I'm like, what is this thing that's not email, but like a way easier way to like talk to my, you know, teammates and my, my peers. Um, and so I, uh, when I saw that Slack was hiring in Toronto, at the time and they were opening up a Toronto office and I saw a role came up that I'm like, you know, this would be really interesting. Um, and, you know, I had some goals in mind of skills that I wanted to build and things I wanted to be able to do. And also part of the Slack's culture was all about like the customer and like the person at the end of the day, that's going to be impacted by what it is that you're building or how you're servicing much like healthcare. When you think of like the patient or mm -hmm. like the, the, the primary caregivers, um, and so I wanted to go to a place where, you know, I'm going to learn from the best in the, in, in the industry. Um, and so I, I, you know, threw my hat in the ring, but also prior to that, I happened to be out in Vancouver on a business trip and, uh, reached out to a current Slack employee because we didn't have a Toronto office at the time. Uh, so I reached out to an employee and asked to grab coffee, um, who'd worked at Slack in the Vancouver office and we hit it off and, and she actually ended up being an internal referral for me to help me, um, during that, uh, interview and recruitment process. Um, and that led to the next four years and, or just a little over four years at Slack. And it was such a, such a great experience, but a lot more people and, um, some crazy, <laughs> crazy growth and crazy experiences, but um, I, th yeah. I think that's one of the things that's interesting. Like you have, you know, Slack started small, then exploded and it's hard sometimes like they, you know, it's hard to keep up. I imagine in those companies when things just explode. Um, and so watching that, did you like, what did you learn from that? What have you taken from that? Yeah. Uh, some of the, like one thing that definitely stands out to me from, you know, going from one stage of growth to another is, you know, you, you really can't uh, get, get too attached to how things are being done. Um, you know, the process or the thing you're doing when your company is, you know, 20 people uh, is probably not going to work when your company goes to like a hundred people or 500 people or a thousand people. And so knowing that you're in this constant state of flux and having to, you know, not so much plan too far into the future, um, knowing that things are probably going to change along the way. Uh, that was something I learned really quickly and to, you know, question like, why are we doing this? And it's like, I know sometimes it's like, well, we've always done it this way. And it's like, oh, well, could we do it a better way? Like, <laughs> so things are constantly changing. Like your, um, the environment is so dynamic that you, it also really encourages you to to be in that type of dynamic, like constantly changing uh, mindset. Um, 
And, and I think that's like an important way to adapt to what's happening. And, you know, speaking of when a pandemic happens, you know, the world turned upside down and mm -hmm. all of a sudden so many people are, you know, not able to be in person and, and do work the way they've always done it. And so how do you as, as a company like also ad adapt and, and help people use these new tools and things that they've really never maybe even seen before? Um, so we, it changed a lot of, you know, how we were doing things internally too, to be able to like support um, this influx of people uh, that we now were seeing in the product. So you've been in healthcare startups, you went into Slack, which I don't know exactly what they call themselves, but to me, like they're the office ecosystem. They hold us together. That's what I think of Slack when yeah. I think of it. Um, and now you're working at Well Simple in a client facing role. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that um, role and how did you end up at, at Well Simple? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just recently joined Well Simple and um, and kind of in a in a similar, almost a similar time frame to when I joined Slack, like these companies being at that pivotal moment of when they're about to kind of launch into a like this next phase of of growth and and the new and exciting things that are going to happen and and they're ready to scale um, the the ways that they do things internally and and how they are how we're all working together to achieve like that goal and I really loved that stage when I joined Slack and I, you know, I loved the product. I loved the values and the mission that the company had set out from the get-go and much the same with Well Simple. Um, you know, I don't have any financial services background, but the company I, you know, I'd heard of for a while and they'd, they were constantly standing out with what they're really trying to do for the masses and how, you know, making, you know, financial freedom, something that all Canadians should have, you know, access to and be able to do is something that really resonated with me. And, you know, I wanted to get on board that rocket ship and be able to like bring, you know, my energy and the things that I learned along the way and, and bring that and help contribute to um, not only like a, a pretty impressive company, but also a Canadian based company, which to me was, it was, it just felt like a really great time to get back into a company on home turf and, uh, and really help them out. And as someone who hasn't really paid much attention to my, you know, personal finance and, and, uh, and that space and has been pretty intimidated by the industry in general, um, it just became an even more exciting opportunity to, to bring that, um, to the company. And, and yeah, it's, it's been really exciting so far, even though it's been a very short journey. <laughs> yes. Well, you've done different industries. So do you think that, you know, you'll be, I'm sure you'll be at Well Simple for a while. You'll soak up everything you need, but do you, do you have another like one or two industries you want to tackle? Cause your career is, I mean, it's very interesting. It's not linear. It's very unconventional. That's why you're on the podcast, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, so you've done different, completely different industries. So do you see where you might want to go one day? Yeah, um, this is something I think about a lot. Um, there are certain industries that I'm constantly fascinated by and paying attention to. Some that have stood out to me are, you know, in in kind of that like health and, and wellness space, um, much leading to healthcare, but that personal wellness. Um, I think there's this appetite for, you know, sustainability and and using 
you know, the resources that we have and, and also not using too many of them that I'm, that I'm finding really interesting, interesting. Um, there's a couple of companies in, in that space that are trying to, you know, figure out how do we use renewables? How do we, you know, basically how do we take care of the, of the planet um, that I've constantly been following. Um, and then even looking at that on that sustainability lens on like agriculture and clean energy and um, industries that I really don't know much about, but I think that that's, you know, when you immerse, like immerse yourself into a company that's like right in the thick of things, you are surrounded by knowledge experts and people that you could just, like you were mentioning, soak up knowledge from. And then you just become like, it happens so fast. Next thing you know, you're talking about something that you knew nothing about like six months ago, but you're so well-versed and educated on it now because you're just surrounded by it all the time. Um, so it's a great way to keep learning. <laughs> so the past year, or really the past 15 months has been something that no one would have expected. So what have you learned about yourself during this time period that maybe surprised uh, yourself? Um, I would say <laughs> probably how resilient <laughs> I really, you know, I've always thought like, you know, being in like startup and, and like this industry, these fast paced companies and industries, like you really, you go through a lot, you experiencing, you experience a lot of new situations and, and you start to really like trust yourself and, and, and what you're capable of. I would say that getting through the last, you know, 15 months, there's definitely moments where you're like, how are we going to do this? Like, you're like scared, you're excited, you're nervous, you're just all over the place. And you know, reflecting back on the last little while, I think I, I'm more and more just impressed by how you're able to persevere and like work through, you know, a global pandemic while still doing your day job and also still doing your, your the job that you have outside of work, which is with your family and, and um, you know, your friends and kind of adjusting to doing things virtually and, and getting creative. Um, I think it's really caused some, a lot of ref reflection um, on how you spend your time and, and what, you know, what ways you can keep getting creative with how you want to engage with your friends and family, even though you can't really be there in person. So one of the most favorite questions I ask everybody on this podcast is what is one piece of advice you wish you knew when you first graduated? Um, the piece of advice that I wish I knew was, you know, especially when it comes to careers, um, you know, I was so focused on having a really clear path and, and following, you know, a very well thought out path. And if you didn't have it well planned or well thought out, like you weren't going down in the, the right direction. Um, and I think now looking back on it and, and seeing the kind of the different unconventional way that I've, that I've gone and viewing more like your career as every kind of step you take is, is more of a stepping stone. Like it's not necessarily the, like, like the end all, like be all of what your career is, is going to end up as it's more of like, you know, stepping into that next phase of growth or stepping into that next skill you really want to hone in and, and build and then being comfortable and okay with picking up and moving on and whether that's an internal move within the company that you're at or moving out and doing something else outside of that company you're at and, and not being so 
um, not being afraid to to make that change. Um, and and I think that's something I, I wish I knew at the if I could go back in time and, and tell myself that. And I'd probably put less pressure on myself to figure out what's the perfect role right now. I want to do everything. <laughs> yeah, that, yes, that we ask ourselves that all the time. What's the perfect role? And who knows if we ever get that answer sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so what's next for Leslie Ann? Where do you see yourself professionally in five years? Oh, five years. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Like I... I mean, I could, I could end up being, um, at, at well simple still. Um, I think it's an interesting time in that in financial services, in the industry that, that they're in. Um, uh, I'm, I also just think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm not there, then I mean, I think I'll probably just end up kind of landing on the, the next, the next job that just kind of jumps out and, and says, pick me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so, I feel like I fly by the seat of my pants a lot of the time, but. Well, it's working I, out. Uh, well, yeah, it's working out for you so far. And I'd probably say, don't, don't, don't um, remove yourself from Twitter. Cause you never know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I feel like, you know, things are changing at such a fast pace these days, even, even more so um, than, you know, when I was first graduated from, from DeGroote. So I think just, you know, keeping a constant eye out for, you know, what's happening in the world and, and where, where can I help is kind of what I like to, to think to myself. So as we um, wrap up our questions, we always like to end with a few uh, rapid fire questions for you. So if you're ready, I'm going to fire away. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, favorite memory of McMaster. Ooh, favorite memory of McMaster. Um, you know, I, I I'd have to say, um, <laughs> probably we won MBA games when I was, when I was at, uh, the DeGroote in the MBA program. Um, we won it the year, uh, that my, in my last year. And that was so fun. Um, just like working with the team and, and doing, you know, all the things like athletics, um, academics, um, like cheer and, and doing that kind of the spirit. Uh, and then also just having a good time for the entire weekend. It was, it was probably one of my favorite weekends. Oh, that's great. That's a good, that's a very good one. Um, I, I know those games, they're much more intense at first. I was like NBA games. What the heck is this? And then I'm like, okay, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big three day commitment. <laughs> yeah. Um, best COVID purchase. Oh, best COVID purchase. Um, I would have to say our car. We, we never had a car. We bought our first car in COVID during COVID. Um, and we, it's just opened up the doors for, you know, exploring, um, parts outside of the city and, um, being able to go to, we have a dog. And so in being able to travel to trails and, and also when, whenever we were allowed to visit family, like having that flexibility to go see them during those small windows when you were allowed to, um, it made the world of a difference. It was like our, our first co big COVID purchase. And I don't know how we survived without a car for all these years. We're such public transit people. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to work in sustainability, the car comes out every once in a while, public transit every day. <laughs> exactly. Um, is there a book you're reading you'd recommend or a podcast you listen to? regularly yeah um 
So a podcast that I listen to regularly. um, So I'm a big fan of Brene Brown and um, like just her, her outlook and um, the, like her philosophy on the, especially from a leadership and, and just your, in your own development. So I'm listening right now to her dare to lead podcast, which I would highly recommend um, to anyone that's also a Brene fan, but also just great conversations with some very impressive people and um, throughout the world. Um, especially if you're looking for more um, development in, in your own personal goals and, and strengths. What's your idea of perfect happiness? Perfect happiness. Um, I, I would say, you know, the making sure I have like time all the time in the world to dedicate to my um, friends and family um, and, and being able to, to have that a bit more of a, a balanced life lifestyle um, and this pandemic has really highlighted just how important that is and how, you know, fast time goes by. And so I think, you know, being close to, to friends and family is something that's really um, stuck with me a lot throughout the years. And, and even during the times when I haven't had as much time to dedicate to them, I think that that is my perfect happiness is being able to spend that quality time with, with those close to me. And one song that best describes your time at Mac. One song. Oh my gosh. Um, one song. This is a hard one. Um, I would say. Oh, hmm. Oh my gosh. What song that dedicates my time at Mac? Uh, this is. I feel like. I don't know the one, any one song, but I would have to say anything ACBC um, because, so I played for the varsity lacrosse team at Mac. And whenever we were getting ready for any like pregame warm up or, or just getting pumped up, like ACBC seems to be a song, like any of their songs, like was something that I always listen to. Yes, I could see how listening to Thunderstruck would be ready <laughs> yeah. to go out there and take on those wrestling gals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. Well, Leslie, and this has been a really great conversation. You've had such an interesting career. Um, and I think we're definitely going to keep in contact and see where you end up next. Not not to get away from your experience at Well Simple, because I think this sounds like a really cool job you have right now. But um, I will be interested to keep following your career and see what industry you take on because you really had an interesting path and I think one of the best things you've said is that it, it doesn't have to be straight right like it doesn't have to be a straight line and I think everybody thinks sometimes it I'm not doing what I should be doing so and you're a great example of I'm taking a risk I'm going to try to do something that I'm really interested in yeah definitely I think you know trusting yourself and um and believing in yourself is the best thing that you can do and um and and knowing that you know you've got a lot of people supporting you along the way. Um, and yeah, I, I wish everyone like all the best when they're looking for these, um, you know, next career moves or trying to plan for the future, but it's so hard to plan for. And so just kind of enjoy the ride. <laughs> That's a good way to end. Enjoy the ride in an unconventional ride at that. Thanks, Leslie Ann. <laughs> Thanks so much, Karen. Karen.